Dave Bone, Solo Entrepreneur. This is episode 65 on Kelly Bagla's Go Legal Yourself podcast. And today, Kelly's interviewing Dave Bone. He's the CEO of San Diego Flooring Pros. And Dave is a third generation flooring pro. And for years, he worked in his family business in his hometown and then for other companies in San Diego and finally decided to go into business for himself. He knew everything there was to know about selling and installing flooring, but needed support in setting up a solo business. In the interview, he discusses the key planks of his success in creating a nimble, lean, and successful company that provides hands-on personal custom service to their clients. Welcome to the Go Legal Yourself podcast. This show is about knowing the legal life cycle of your business. I'm your host, attorney Kelly Bagley, the queen of business law. You can interact with us on social media and definitely do find us on the web at golegalyourself.com. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Dave Bone. Dave is the CEO of San Diego Flooring Pros. Welcome to the show, Dave. Thank you, Kelly. How are you? Very good. Nice, warm, sunny afternoon. Isn't it? We are so spoiled. But then again, we pay for it, right? Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Yes. we do. Well, I'm excited to have you on the show. As the title says, Dave, third generation entrepreneur. Tell me about it. Well, my grandfather started in the flooring business um, back in like 1947. So he was installing the original solid nail down you know hardwood floors sanding and finishing on-site type of homes and he actually built his own store and then he moved to the thriving metropolis of Hemet, a small little town and that's when my dad got involved and they actually built another store there and my dad got involved and then you know roll forward they had three kids and we all got involved as we grew up so yeah we we came from some of the flooring that my grandfather would install my father would come behind and sell and install carpet to put over the hardwood floors because all the shag carpet was all popular (laughs) right right and so uh it kind of it was it was kind of a funny story to then have us come back in and we actually pulled out some of the carpet and refinished the wood floors so it was kind of a generational thing there. So that was kind of fun. But That's absolutely beautiful. Seriously, three generations of entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurs, it's not easy being an entrepreneur. And we're going to get into that, Dave. But first, do you want to share your lawyer joke with us? I know how much you love lawyers, Dave. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I've, I've learned that arguing with a lawyer is like wrestling a pig in mud. Sooner or later, you're going to realize that they like arguing. (laughs) I haven't heard that one. That's a good one. I like that one. I like that. Thank you for sharing that. Entrepreneurship, seriously, runs in your blood. Did you ever think of carving your own path and not following it in your uh, father and grandfather's footsteps? Well, I sort of did that. I started my own installation business when I was... Um, working for them and then I kind of branched out and just started doing my own installation and, and basically ran that company because they were in Hemet. I didn't 
want to stay there, I decided to move to San Diego because it's much nicer in San Diego. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I'm so glad you moved too. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yes. So I worked for several stores in San Diego, real real high-end stores, artistic floors. When they were in Encinitas, they were kind of the same model. They started in 1957. And so that I kind of gravitated toward that and I really wanted to be closer to the ocean and they were literally in Encinitas right in the in the ocean or, or a couple blocks from the ocean and so that was like 1986 85 somewhere in there and so I've been around San Diego for quite a long time 35 years or something but I ran the installation company and then just physically couldn't do that any longer and then I wanted to start working on the sales side of it and so I worked for a store in Solana Beach for about nine years uh, and then I uh, when the whole stock market thing and the whole economy crashed in 2008 and everything stopped I um, went and did a little financial advisor stint and then uh, Interesting. that was uh, that was a really tough time to try and become a financial advisor as right. well <laughs> no no <laughs> market is imploding the mortgages are imploding (laughs) nobody can get money and so it was it was a tough time so i i wound up actually going to work for another store and kind of ran that store for another nine years and then i just decided that it was time to do my do my own store and have my own uh business and uh met up with a really good business attorney in 2019. Miss Bagla incorporated me immediately out of the gate for my for my new business and couldn't be happier with everything that Miss Bagla has done for me and getting started and getting everything, all of my documents lined up and all my ducks in a row so that it was a smooth transition going out and with all of my experience, it's been a pretty successful couple of years. That's fantastic, Dave. The, the number one thing that any business uh, needs to do, especially when they're starting out, is to make sure that they're starting on a, a solid legal foundation, right? And that's exactly what you did. But I want to pick your brain a little bit because you've been in that entrepreneurial world for, for a little while now, and you've seen both sides of it. You've seen the success side of it. You've seen the hard times of it too. So as an entrepreneur, Dave, what would you say was the most difficult part to starting a business? For starting out, I mean, if you're not ready to pound the pavement and put the work in, it didn't just happen just because I know people. It happened because I put a heck of a lot of work and a lot of time and energy, but I'm pretty organized. So having a professional team like yourself and a professional CPA behind me and a professional marketer behind me, that really made it a lot easier. So working with professionals to have that input and have that guidance really gives you the confidence to know that you're moving forward on the right you know, track and keeps you on track. So even met with uh, Kathy Nelson on track success coaching, just that whole on track was very inviting to me, keeping everything uh, moving forward and, 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 you know, just having a professional team behind you is, is very critical, I think. It's fantastic. I actually had Kathy as a guest on my show too. Nice. A very informative episode. And I don't recall it off the top of my head, but audience, I'll have to go back and listen to Kathy Nelson, business coach. So, 
you literally learned from your grandfather, then your father, right? So what were some of the, give me three top valuable lessons you learned from them as far as being an entrepreneur. <laughs> I can still remember from my grandfather always telling me, save your money, save yeah. your money. <laughs> <laughs> that That's was, number one. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, that was his biggest thing all the time. Make sure you save your money. Make sure you save your money. And then I just saw a program my wife was watching last night about these people that were, you know, saving half of their income, and that should be a, a big part of your goal is to be financially stable and don't extend yourself trying to start out on your own. That could be a disaster. So uh, that was one thing. And my dad just their work ethic. I mean, they were entrepreneurs because they were hard workers. They didn't want to go and work for someone else. That's like me. I just got tired of being the hardest worker in the building and working harder on someone else's business than they were. I decided like, why am I doing this? I'm, I need to be working for myself. And I, I essentially already was, had an independent business inside the business. So it was really uh, due to the ethics and hard work that comes from our family it's right you know like i said my grandfather built his store my dad helped him build the store my dad dug his own swimming pool They're, these these are not sit around kind of people <laughs> right so my dad's 80 he's going to be 82 in december he's still working he's using the covid as an as an excuse to practice retirement like, well, I'm practicing retiring because they've told me to stay home for a little while. It's right. like, I don't really want to, but I'm going to. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, so, yeah, we're just, uh, just a hardworking family. I mean, if you don't have that hardworking ethic, then that's, you know, it's going to be a little harder for you. You're absolutely right. Reserves is number one. That should be a number one goal for every entrepreneur because you're not going to get someone cutting you a paycheck every month right that that's gone right. um, hard working is what people gravitate towards you provide a quality service and they're going to come back over and over again and there really isn't much difference between the price um, if you ask anyone and i'm sure your clients feel exactly the same if you provide them with excellent quality and customer service it doesn't matter if your pricing is higher than joe down the street so you've got that down but what would you say was the third really important lesson you learned from your uh, grandfather and father as far as being an entrepreneur? Oh, would be punctual being on time and respecting other people's time. Isn't so, that a novelty nowadays? Oh my God, Dave. That's what everybody keeps telling me. They're like, you're the only guy that showed up on time. I go, if I'm late, it's because I'm either sick in bed and can't get out of bed, which happens once every five or six years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, or, or my car, you know, died on me and I try to keep a, a fairly nice vehicle. So that doesn't happen. So right. I am probably one of the most punctual people in, in the industry. And that to me just shows that you value and respect other people's time. If someone, exactly. yeah, if, if I show up to a job and someone is 20 minutes late and I'm waiting for them, a, I will forgive them, but B, it just tells me that they don't respect me. They don't respect my time. They're just there to use me. There's a saying in the military, right? So if you are early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I try to be five minutes early to every appointment. Exactly. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Now, as far as starting your own business, right? If a brand new entrepreneur was going to go out and start their own business, what advice would you give them? 
Okay, on that one, I would say having experience and having confidence and knowing what you're doing. When I went to the financial advising business and tried to switch careers midstream, it was a little difficult because I didn't have the experience in that industry. So that turned out to be daunting for me and it wasn't something that I could overcome. So I basically fell back on what I know and what I'm really good at. And so knowing what you're doing and being really good at it and trying to differentiate yourself from everyone else is the key. So I was able to transition my own business, essentially carry forward what I was doing, but starting it new and as a new entity and develop my own clientele has been very rewarding because it translates the experience and, and as you said, the, the quality and what we provide is pretty unique in the industry. As far as doing it all over again, Dave, if you had to do it all over again, what would you change? Well, I would have done it much earlier. <laughs> I would have <laughs> Got, changed it. on your own. Oh, yeah, I would have done that. Like, why didn't I do this much earlier? Because it's much more rewarding building a business for yourself in your own name, and you're the CEO, and that's a, an important title. My wife saw my newsletter and saw me as the CEO, and she says, that's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, that that can give you a bit of confidence that you may need that, you know, you're not going to get working for someone else. Especially in some trying times, right? So we're actually doing this interview while the, the global pandemic is going on, right? COVID-19. And I know that uh, many of my clients, their businesses have been affected drastically. And the ones that are incorporated, they actually are able to get stimulus packages. Now, as opposed to the ones that haven't incorporated, I, I know some solo entrepreneurs that haven't incorporated and they truly are hurting. They might even have to file for bankruptcy because they're not going to get the stimulus package. It's only offered for businesses, uh, incorporated businesses, or they'll have to wait and get maybe a stipend of it. So I've seen the good side of incorporating and the bad side of not incorporating. This is prime example what's going on right now would your advice be obviously as an attorney my advice would be to anyone who is in business make sure you incorporate right so you had the experience you've had you know you're the third generation in doing the same trade if you will people know you in san diego they would have bought flooring from regardless of whether you were incorporated or not but what actually made you incorporate before you went out and got business and started business and, and restarted your company? Well, one was the education I got from you and the value of what your service provides and, and getting an education on that. And then having that covering your assets and your family is truly important. I mean, you know, I'm not a young kid. I have a couple assets. So if, if you don't have those assets protected, you're going to be just hanging yourself out to the wind. So that's not a good thing. <laughs> there's, there's too many bad people out there that want to take your money. But the SBA, it was almost an automatic loan. You're incorporated. Here's your business. Here's your money. Here's how much we'll give you. All I had to do was sign. Thankfully for us, we've been an essential business and I have 
many, many resources. And we've had several people that I do work for that have had flood issues that become more essential and they have places to stay in there. They went out of motor home, they could stay in and we were able to work in their home the whole time. So we've, we've been fortunate enough to be fairly steady as an essential business. So we, we haven't really had to take advantage of that, even though they keep calling me to <laughs> take the money. Take the money. <laughs> take, take the money take before the money. it runs out. <laughs> As your attorney, I'm telling you to take the money. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I think I'll take the money. There you go. There you go. And one of the questions that my audience is really interested in, Dave, is we've spoken about some of the successes. We've spoken about why you felt the need to incorporate to protect your personal assets and your family. But what about some of the challenges? What's been one of the hardest challenges for you as an entrepreneur? Just running running the company myself. So I'm I'm literally a solopreneur. And because I have a pretty sophisticated software, it allows me to do everything. It allows me to keep everything organized and keep everything together in, in one system from my initial contact leads to all the way through to their purchase orders for everything for a job is all integrated in with the bookkeeping, bank reconciliation, the whole entire thing is all within one system. Um, So I highly recommend getting set up on that. And that was the biggest challenge was to learn that system. (laughs) So getting that system in place the first couple of months was pretty grueling, pretty arduous. But once I got through it, the the support with that company and find somebody with a really good support staff and it makes it a lot easier, but that was my biggest challenge. But now that it's set up, it allows me to literally run the whole entire operation myself. I have a a really good CPA, but the rest of it, I pretty much do myself and track everything myself. And it keeps me in the loop and on the pulse of everything that is going in my business. I know every single detail, you know, that for me is satisfying that I know what's going on. I know where every dime is. I know where every customer is in the process. And for me, that that provides a great value for my customers and that I'm on the pulse of every, every single aspect of their job. When they go to a bigger store, they'll typically have a separate person for each and every aspect of their job. And to me, that's just too much, too much, too ripe for errors. And as a customer of a big box store, you get lost, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you oh, literally yeah. get lost. Your orders get lost. No one's accountable. San Diego is a very small community. Everybody literally knows each other. And to have such an incredible reputation that you do in San Diego, that's going to say something for what you do and the service you provide. Well, yeah. And for me, it, if a problem comes up, it's when. And when a problem comes up, for me, it's not really a problem. It's how can I, how fast can I solve this? It's, it's just the next learning process and, you know, what are we going to do to, to resolve this? And because I'm not tied to a showroom, I'm literally there either that day or the next day and we are resolving. I can go into a long story of what I'm working on right now. Right. Um, and uh, it, like the, the you order you order material and you find out that the company doesn't have the right nosings. I mean, that's going to happen. And so we went back and forth and we went back and forth until I'm finally literally having nosings manufactured to their exact specifications from a company in North Carolina. 
and they're being made right now as we speak. So yeah. a lot of people wouldn't a know how to handle it, wouldn't think out of the box, and probably would let that go for a couple of weeks before they even got around to figuring it out. So I've been there pretty much every day this week trying to resolve this and get this thing to where my client is happy, I'm happy, and we have the right product in the end for my customer. There you go. So, you know, so if somebody wanted to use you, because the, the podcast has gone international day, so you have some international people listening to the show. So if they actually wanted to use your services, they would have to move to San Diego, right? <laughs> pretty much <laughs> pretty much but you never know who might know somebody in san diego so or there they're moving go. to san diego at an alarming rate from all over the world a lot of my business comes in fact the couple that we just finished this week they were from turkey so they're engineers from turkey she works for qualcomm and he works for another engineering firm and then i'm working with the patels who are buying a big home in Carmel Valley and they're from India. So there are a lot of people in San Diego from basically from all over the world. So a lot of different countries. So I'm working with people from all over the world as it is. So you there never you know, go. you never know who's moving here. That's fantastic. So, and, I have to ask, so if someone, you know, has a mansion in Paris, right, in Paris, and they call you up and they say, Dave, we want you to come over and do our flooring. For the price is right, you'll you'll do it, right? Oh, I'll come and stay in Paris. <laughs> I loved Paris. <laughs> I had a great time in Paris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's fantastic. I would love to go spend some more time in, in the wine country below Paris in southern France. I would love, yeah. love to go visit. There you go. So we're waiting for someone in Paris to give you a call, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. I do have to ask you, what's hot right now in the industry as far as flooring goes? Well, the European white oak, a lot of it grown in France. Um, <laughs> yes. So that is the European white oak, wide plank, really light flooring. We just posted some pictures of her house. The, the folks from Turkey, Don posted some photos on our Facebook page of their upstairs flooring that we did. It's a real light, real natural looking white oak that is super popular. And then the next product trending really is the, the vinyl plank, which is the new vinyl plank that looks like wood flooring. It's yeah. seven inches wide. It's nine inches wide. You know, I think that's what you put in your house while you're looking down at your floor. Yeah. <laughs> so that gives everything a real clean look for, you know, more of a value priced product that you know, it's good with all your dogs. And it's <laughs> easy to take care of. They I was going to say, Dave, exactly. I was going to say the white European flooring, yes, it yes. would not work in my house, not with four dogs. <laughs> yes, you, you have a busy household. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. We do. So is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience? I think we covered quite a bit. I mean, I'm really been set up in kind of a COVID mode before COVID came around, because I don't have a showroom, I've had this business model that is professional, personalized service, essentially in your home, so that people don't have to go to showrooms. They don't have to go to where there's a lot of other people. I literally come to your place by myself in my truck with sometimes with my dog um, and <laughs> we bring a bunch of samples to your home and yeah. I'm wearing the mask I'm you know gloves if you want 
but that model is what I set up on. Fortunately, it was just it was already in place when this happened. I think that's one of the reasons why people are attracted to what I'm doing. I've been doing it for a long time now, so it's it, it wasn't anything new for me. And we value and respect. You know, everybody's at a different level, and we respect and value their job sites, their wishes for masks, and all our guys are masked up on on site. So it's. Um, something that we were already set up with. So. Fantastic. You are ahead of the times. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, uh, Dave, how can the audience get a hold of you? Well, the easiest is my cell number, 858-735-4198. Um, pretty much always on me. Very responsive and I'm very proactive in helping people out. Wonderful. And we are going to include all of your information on our show notes so people can directly download the app from the app store. When they search Go Legal Yourself, go to the show notes, contact Dave directly, contact me with any questions. I'll be happy to answer those on the air. And remember, the only way you become successful is if you make today the day you go legal yourself. I am attorney Kelly Bagler, the queen of business law. Thank you so much, Dave, for being our guest today. And until next time, cheers to your success. 